and welcome to Two Weird Didn't Watch, the show where we make fun of movies that we have not seen based on nothing but their weird descriptions. I'm Brantley. And I'm Albert. And we are back after another long hiatus because... Oh, life. <laughs> yeah, well, we can't... You know, the, the, the stinking modern capitalist system that doesn't give us the same days off, Brantley. How dare they? Yep. I'm not allowed to have set days off. Because, because of your importance to the company. In massive air quotes, but yes. You are so vitally important to them that they can't do anything for you. Yeah. My company gave me a free phone this week. <laughs> what, what movies are we talking about? Uh, well, today we will be talking about Dracula's Dog. Oh, no. Have you seen Dracula's Dog? No, I just... I don't... This sounds like extra stupid. Is this would, stupid on purpose? Would you like the UK? It's from the 70s. It's from 1977. They were very silly. You know what? The 70s was a very silly decade. Well, it was a time where things looked like they were going bad. Everything was ruining. Everybody was kind of collectively losing their mind, and it's very familiar today. I don't see people being that silly, though. I don't, like... That's because now we have Twitter, and we have a constant barrage of everything, a little bit of everything all the time. Maybe. Like that Bo Burnham song about the internet. I haven't heard that song. It's catchy <laughs> so you uh, would you like the uk title i don't know why i'm just i just want to throw in there like thinking about the 70s and the silliness the the movie queen kong comes to mind oh <laughs> uh, yeah, that's fair I, I tried to watch that <laughs> why um i don't know the best way to experience that movie is watching the brandle tenold uh video review because then you at least have him as a barrier from the movie itself and it's only about 20 minutes <laughs> You also, like, I gotta say, like, if you're... It's sort of the, like, the movie that I think... Also, It's literally just a gender swap. Yeah. I don't... Like, as much as people talk about the sort of wokeism today, there's none of, like, there, there there's nothing that blatant in our culture of what... I, okay, the Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters just flipped the genders. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't even... It, I mean, they flipped the genders, but they're not, like... The characters is different genders. It's just this cast is all female. Okay, we're not talking about Queen Kong though. We're talking about Dracula's dog. Does he meet Crypto? He does not meet Crypto and the Super Dog does, or does, Ace. Does Batman have a dog? Ace the Bat Hound. Okay. Does he does the Ace the Bat Hound have superpowers or is he just rich in dog things? He's owned by Batman. So Batman like, doesn't have superpowers. Why would his dog have superpowers? That'd no, be silly. that's what I'm asking. Though, does he's also he, the like, bat cow. Does he have a like Doug from Up translator? No, he's just a dog. He's basically does an attack he have dog. Gadgets. In uh, the Crypt of the Super Dog cartoon and some of the sillier uh, comics, he does have like dog gadgets. But normally, he's just basically a dog who's an attack dog that runs around with Batman in a cape and a cowl. I so can actually knows see. <laughs> I could see a like. Batman having like a Rottweiler. Yeah. That that's probably the most realistic superhero having a magic having pet. Having a dog pet. Yeah. All right. I mean, you kind of forgive Crypto cuz it's an alien dog and they could be smarter than our dogs, whatever. It got worse when there was just like a thousand different animals like the whole league of super pets. Yeah. Well, anyway, tell us about Dracula's dog. So Dracula's dog, the UK title which is Zoltan, ellipses, Hound of Dracula. Okay, that's a cool title. It's a fun title. Dracula's, uh, Dracula's dog, I guess, is like, we got to get to the point, guys. They got halfway through Zoltan and they fell asleep. <laughs> but I think Zoltan's cool. So the Romanian army accidentally blasts open a subterranean crypt 
and the army captain, fearing looters and criminals, stations a guard near the site. This is cool. Yeah. Like, this is the opening of, like, Jason in Hell or whatever. <laughs> we're like, we're going to kick things off with, like, a tank versus Dracula. Late at night, an earthquake shakes loose one of the coffins, which slides down and lands at the feet of the confused guard. Curious as to what has fallen before him, a coffin, the guard opens the coffin and discovers the body of a dog impaled by a wooden stake. He removes the stake, which revives the vampiric Doberman Pinscher, Zoltan. Man, is this, is this silly? I can see a serious, almost, the fact that it's in a coffin, though. No, this is definitely silly. Uh, look at the poster. The poster is not great. Okay. But it, because the dog's, this it, is, uh, com I'm pretty sure up. the dog is like a puppet on the poster, at least. And it looks kind of okay, except it's got, like, Amazing Jeez. podcast content where we look at pictures that people can't see. Yes, this would be the first time we've ever done this. No, I, I understand. We're front loading. Is there a is there a book of it? Uh, there is a novelization. The film's screenplay was the basis for the mass market paperback novel Hounds of Dracula by Ken Johnson, which was retitled Dracula's Dog upon the film's release in the United States. And of course it's not available on Kindle. You jerks. I'm Thirty-two fifty for the mass market paperback hey. of Dracula's dog? Hey, they're re-releasing Carnosaur. Maybe there's hope. Come on. Alright, okay. After slaying the guard and drinking his blood, Zoltan opens another coffin shaken loose from the loose from the crypt. This one holding the body of his master, an innkeeper named Vite Smith, uh, who is also buried in the crypt, which belongs to the Dracula family, all of whom are vampires. Oh my goodness. Surprise. A family of I mean, you have Dracula and you have the three weird sisters who might be his wives or daughters. We don't know. It doesn't go into it in the book. Zoltan removes the stake from the innkeeper's chest, reanimating the innkeeper. The film cuts to a flashback of a village in Romania in 1670, uh, over 300 years ago. Thanks. In case I could have done that math on my own, but I appreciate it. The dog of an innkeeper saves a sleeping woman from being bitten by Count Igor Dracula. What? Or Igor, I don't know how you pronounce it. No, I know, but I mean, like... They're bringing the Igor character in, but as Dracula? They're just but... giving him the name Dracula. He doesn't have a first name in the novel. Everyone just assumes Vlad because Vlad the Impaler, but he doesn't say he's him. He says he's related. No, I know, I know, I know, I know. But, like, Igor is the famous movie sidekick for Frankenstein, right? The sort of, like, hunchback, youth master guy. Which was... That's the public consciousness, yes. Well, and he, yes, but I mean, like, you're working in that public consciousness. You're playing with like all of these tropes to make mm -hmm. your movie. I I still feel like that's going very silly. I don't remember before it was originally a hunchback. He's the assistant in the second one. The first one, the original hunchback is Fritz. He might be a hunchback. There's a bunch of hunchbacks in those movies. Uh, I speaking of hunchbacks as Igor or however you'd want to say that. There's a a really interesting book uh, by Terry Pratchett called Monstrous Regiment, uh, where the premise is that it's an entire military unit of women pretending to be men to get into the military <laughs> and but they're all from different races uh so um, one of the races in terry pratchett's world is the igors and it's unclear like what their original origin is but their whole deal is that they're like constantly replacing their own body parts and oh like they're excellent doctors essentially okay Furious over losing his meal to a dog, 
Dracula, in bad form, bites the woman's savior, turning the dog into a vampire. Then Dracula, with the dog by his side, turns on the owner, turning the innkeeper into a fractured lamia, in quotes. What? Parenthetical, an undead creature that is only part vampire, able to function in the daytime and having no need to drink blood. So he turns him into Renfield. Fracture lamina? Fractional lamia. Okay. A mutation or abnormality of vampires Wampires This is from angelfire.com oh, thank This you, cannot Angel be correct So this is something That they made up Possibly yes But it makes sense I'm watching a, I mean again it's like what he does to Renfield Or a few different characters in different adaptations Where now you will be my servant But he doesn't make them actual vampire because then he's competition yeah, that I was one. So there's uh, there's a, a show called Dark Shadows that I've mentioned to you. I'm mm-hmm. watching, and there's a character in that that like. They never. They're not explicit. At least they haven't been yet about it, how <laughs> anybody's like. So there's a vampire in the show, mm-hmm. and he drinks blood. But they haven't gone into any details. And this is a good choice on their part of like, how exactly does his power work? Where exactly is he getting his blood? Like they at the very beginning, they mentioned some attacks, uh, and there's like some young women who are accosted. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're actually clear on whether they were murdered or not. But then like there's cattle being murdered at the beginning, but then they just stop talking about it. They're like, he's a vampire. He only comes out at night. He is drinking blood. Fill in the gaps for yourself. But he has a guy who he has is using as his Renfield. But he had the the vampire sickness. Like the he couldn't. You know, he was very, very weak during the day and then, like, mm-hmm. got stronger at night. But now that he's sort of in the thrall completely, he just sort of functions as his uh, servant. Right. That doesn't have any issues day or night. And so I like this, I- this idea, kind of. There's a bunch of filling in that you could do if you wanted to be like, Here, and here's how it exactly works. But I'm fine with the fact that they don't do that because... It just gets in the way Like it just gives you baggage That you have to deal with later So Forget about it You're making 800 episodes Of a soap opera About a About a vampire Fill it in later Right So yeah They turn him into the Fractional Lamia And thus turning him Into a slave of the Draculas Back in the present 1977 Thank you for sharing that (laughs) It appears that the Draculas Have only one surviving Mortal Descendant Michael Drake a psychiatrist, and unknown to him, the image of Count Igor Dracula. So you only have to pay for one actor. <laughs> Who declares to take his wife, Marla, and their two children, Linda and Steve. Steve! Who, thank you for this parenthetical, who technically are also descendants of Dracula. Yes. Thank you. His wife is a descendant of Dracula? No, the two kids. Oh, okay. I was going to say. His this. only descendants and his two kids, making them also descendants. See, this person would have told you how all of the details worked in Dark Shadows. Yeah, taking uh, his uh, wife, kids, as well as their two German shepherds, Samson and Annie, and their two puppies. That's four German shepherds. You just could... <laughs> on a vacation to the family's <laughs> in the family's Winnebago camper, hoping to spend some quality time with his family and their pets out in the national forest. You know, some of these get too granular. <laughs> uh, I know we've covered this before. We've had some that are worse than this, but. I didn't need, you could have just said his wife, his two kids, and their four dogs. Still Maybe it's going to be important later? Maybe. It's probably going to be like important that the two kids are descendants. 
maybe. Well, you you could have just avoided it by saying he's the by not saying he's the only descendant of Dracula. Because then you wouldn't have the problem of being like, oh wait, he has kids. Yeah. Because uh, <laughs> then he has a personal stake in like preventing himself from turning other than just I don't want to be Dracula. Right. You could just be like, he is a descendant of Dracula. Yeah. The only maybe the only I guess if there's other. He's the only line? I understand, like... Yeah, there's a phrase in there that probably would just... You'd have to work around. Why didn't this person writing an IMDb description of Dracula's dog <laughs> really knuckle down with an hey, editor and This is the Wikipedia to... one. Oh, my this goodness. This is supposed to have a, some semblance of quality to it. <laughs> we should go in there and suggest some edits. Still loyal to the Draculas, the vampire dog and his master travel to the United States. Shaving themselves via boat to Los Angeles, California, in order to make Michael their new master. Does the boat show up with all the, like, people killed on the boat? I know he has the dog, but I just had the image of, or he has the, the innkeeper. I had the image of the dog tying the captain to the mast with his paws. <laughs> I'm, I'm really happy, despite the fact that the new Morbius movie looks stupid. Yeah. Uh, the fact that they do the whole uh, ship of the dead thing with an entire cargo ship, uh, I think that's pretty cool. And also, also sort of an obvious echo of, I guess the the Jurassic Park thing is Lost an World. echo of Dracula, mm -hmm. and now you're sort of referencing back to the. the it's onion. an echo that doesn't make sense because they kept the scene where the raptors invade so. T-Rex, they, they all just kept jumping <laughs> the, into the T-Rex paddock. It just, it feels like the T-Rex got out, ate everybody except for that dude's hands, and then locked himself back down below. It's one of those fridge, fridge logic things where it doesn't... Yeah, you like, don't notice in the movie, because it's, it's a cool moment. It's just a cool thing. And, and the boat slams like, into it, so the movie's like, has the momentum that you carry through, but if you stop thinking, it's like, wait, how, what? Did they shoot the scene with the raptors? Uh, Does it I exist? I don't know if they did. It was screenplayed and storyboarded. I don't know if they actually... Okay. Um. Eventually, Sultan and Smith find themselves in the same force as Michael, his family, and their dogs, which is all that last paragraph needed to be about his family and dogs. Two fishermen vacation nearby with Buster, a pointer. This movie loves its dogs. Wow. I mean, I understand that that's like the concept, yeah. but man. Uh, with Buster, a pointer belonging to one of them. Oh, yeah, one of the fishermen. Discover that their dog was bitten by Zoltan. The Drake's two dogs are also bitten. The deceased dogs who reanimate into vampire dogs, the minions of Zoltan. Smith and the four vampire dogs are all destroyed at the end of the film, but unknown to everyone involved, a vampire German Shepherd dog puppy, one of the two puppies belonging to the Drakes, in case you forgot, that Zoltan I, I had really been before escapes them keeping destruction. Track, like, wait a minute, what if they forgot? <laughs> we have we have a diagram for you. Did they? Is, I know that. <laughs> Here's the flow chart. <laughs> they, they, there's the. What happens in the timelines in Primer? And then, like, where are all the dogs in Dracula's <laughs> yes. dog chart? Like, one is only slightly below the other. This sounds like it could be fun. Is that the end? Yeah. It, I mean, the, all but four, one of the puppies is, one of the vampire dogs is destroyed, and he escapes without destruction for sequel bait. You know, you your, yours, you said yours was in-depth. I found one from this website, 1000misspenthours.com, which is one of those, like... Is that for the movie or is that for the book? No, that's... Oh, that's well, I mean, the question. book's based on the screenplay, but... Because um, that looks like a book, like, paperback cover. He does... I will say he mentions... 
that uh, it was directed by the same okay. director as the as did the movie I Bury the Living, which they also covered on 1000misspenthours.com. I haven't seen that, but that is an episode of uh, Late Night Double Feature. What does that mean? Late Night Double Feature is a show by uh, Louis Lovehog Linkara, where he covers... Oh, so you've... So- is it Love Hog? Yeah, Love Hog. Man, I really wanted to be charitable and just, like, f- Frenchify it into Laveau. I mean, that's probably how it was originally pronounced, but... Okay. Is that all you have for that one? Yes. You said that's all you well, have I mean, for the that movie one. ended, so... I'm... I'm looking... The uh, puppet slash makeup on the dog looked kind of cool, but he's got, like, almost saber fangs on the pictures I saw. But yeah, the, and the poster's nice. Yeah. A lot less Dracula than I was actually expecting. Well, like the whole like you are the descendant slash reincarnated of the master. We're going to turn you into Dracula. That's almost interesting enough on its own movie. So there's also dogs. It did, haven't they done that though? Aren't there a lot of the like? Uh, there's a few where it's you are reincarnated of my love from when I was Vlad the Impaler. That's Bram Stoker's Dracula. That's Dracula. Oh no no Cole. no! They do the sun thing with Frankenstein. You are the descendant of Frankenstein. Yeah, no, and uh, so son of, is it son of Frankenstein? Son or? of Frankenstein, where he calls out people for calling the monster Frankenstein, and then everybody proceeds to call the monster of Frankenstein. It's great. All right, next up we have Rottweiler from two thousand and four. Oh, a dog theme show? Yes. I didn't know we were doing a theme. That's awesome. It's uh, its tagline is eat, sleep, fetch, kill. <laughs> Because dogs. Oh. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> I yeah. feel like they're the four on there. Like, yeah, it's too much. You, it's too. It's like you have the rule of three for a reason. Yeah. There's also the rule of five, which is used less. So you would need like a fifth one, but even that's like too much for a tagline. Is 2004 pre or post Eat, Pray, Love? Oh, uh, I don't want the movie. Okay, 2006. Oh, yeah, you know what? Years. Elizabeth Gilbert saw this movie and she's oh, yeah. like, I'm going to divorce my husband and write a memoir about it based on the tagline of Rottweiler, the 2004 movie. Are you ready? I'm ready. In the near future, 2018, <laughs> a prisoner named Dante escapes from jail after having been arrested for illegally entering Spain. Forced to kill a prison guard, he is hunted down by the prison's dog, a monstrous Rottweiler police dog that sadistic prison warden Kuford had revived and cybernetically enhanced after a fatal injury. Okay. Believing his... Wait, wait, cybernet... So we're we're talking about a robot dog. Yeah. The poster, which again, I know we've talked about that, is literally, it's like the Terminator's skull face if it was a dog. That's awesome. Yes. I love that idea. My brain... I, it took me a second to like process what you were saying because my brain went off in the direction of the movie or the the country song Red. I think is just what it's called. Are you familiar with that? With the guy yeah, who's yeah, old in, Red, yeah, yeah. So it's uh, the guy's in prison and he gets the job of feeding the dog, walking the dog. Yeah, yeah. I assume that's not how this one turns out. The stills no. from this movie are looking pretty awesome, though. Believing his Spanish girlfriend Ula was sent. To work as a prostitute in Porto Angel as pun or Angel as punishment, Dante looks for her, but is exhausted by the chase and, wo- and wounded by the Rottweiler. As okay, a resu- what now? So his he thinks his girlfriend's been sent to work as a prostitute in a town. So he's in prison. Punishment. 
Yeah, for illegally entering Spain. And he runs. He away murders from a guard the... and escapes, and is pursued by a cyber dog. Okay, he's trying to get to his lady. His lady friend. But he's killed before he gets there. No, he's uh, exhausted and wounded by the Rottweiler. Okay. As a result, he starts having hallucinations and being haunted by the repressed memories of his and Ula's arrest. Making so is, is it, can we just do a flashback? Probably during this, but, you know, he's hallucinating. So it's interactive. <laughs> I guess. Yes. <laughs> okay, fine. While on the run, Dante comes across... Okay, because I guess they're pro- prolonged uh, flashbacks just to it. While on the run, Dante comes across a small farm owned by a young woman named Alia, who trains a shotgun on him while being accompanied by a little girl. Holding Dante, Dante up at uh, gunpoint, she courses him into her house. There she asks for his identity, to which she says his name is Dante. <laughs> Again, <laughs> like... with a granulation on these. <laughs> he told her the correct answer. Alia then ushers him into her bedroom, where she asks if he escaped from the prison, to which Dante confirms. When she further asks why he is in Kerford's prison, Dante explains that he was on a boat from Rabbits, but had no papers that would have, have allowed him to travel from it illegally. We could have missed, like, the whole first paragraph at this point. Oh my goodness. They're just rehashing. Yeah, so they're rehashing <sighs> like it happened, and then he flashed back to it happening, and then he tells her. Like, the movie what probably starts with to? him, like, killing the dog or the garden and escaping. I would imagine. And then yeah. he gets hurt, and then it flashes back, and then we get more information. He tells her that he is not going to hurt her, because she has a shotgun, <laughs> yeah. that he never hurt anybody except for the guard guild, and that he just needs to help help while Alia pulls a knife out of the drawer after setting the shotgun down. Alia then cleans the wound on the back of Dante's leg. Now hold at knife points, Dante goes on to explain that he has to get to Porto Angel as he needs to find someone. Alia tells Dante that while her husband comes home, it'll be bad for him, but when her husband comes home, it'll be bad for him, but she can help him and that she knows someone who will take him take care of him. Okay, so... She's holding him there. He's trying to get somewhere else. He's like, mm-hmm. says, I'm trying to get somewhere else. And she's like, you can't leave, but also I'm going to help you out. <laughs> I know someone who can help you, but it'll suck for you when my husband gets home. Puts down also, gun, don't move knife. or I'll shoot you. Yep. Like, he just wants to go and... I Is this a ruse? I don't know. Okay. We'll, get, we'll find out if you continue reading, maybe. When Dante Prost is saying that she needs... Uh, he needs her help to help him. She says she does not like men and could kill him no problem. <laughs> I mean, what? She further explains that in Porto, uh, Puerto Angel, she was a puta under the employee of Kuford and that she was stoned most of the time, which is what led her to dislike men. So, so she was a drugged up prostitute okay. under his control of the prison guard, prison warden or whatever. So she's got reason to have beef with him, the prison guard, but also she hates men. And this is a man. Yes. So and she says she's uh, uh, married, but she might not actually be. I don't know. Questions? Right. Questions. Yeah. Alia then says that her daughter, the little girl who was with her, came into her life and she named her Esperanza as she is her hope. Esperanza means hope. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Esperanza, having seen the Rottweiler, runs to tell Alia, but is told to get out. <laughs> well, I forgot there was a robot dog in this yes. movie. <laughs> We've turned into a soap opera for a little bit. <laughs> Do you think we flashed back to her backstory too? And we're like, where's get to the robot dog? I don't care about this drugged up woman or her backstory or how her daughter came to her, which is also ambiguous, right? Like, I mean, she was yeah. a prostitute, but like in the description, it just says she came into her life. Mm-hmm. So who knows? Yep. Esperanza sees the Rollo kill the fam, kill the family's, uh, the farm's dogs. And she goes to tell Alia again, but her warnings are once again dismissed. 
Alia informs Dante that she always stays on the farm for Esperanza, so she will have a place to stay. It will not be like her. Esperanza unlocks the door to keep the Rottweiler from entering. She's just like, they're busy having their coverage. She's like, guys, there's a robot dog outside killing things. Yeah, I don't understand like this. Like, I have kids, right? There's some things mm -hmm. that I'd be like, okay, I don't, I don't know about that. If you said like our dogs are dead, there's another dog killing them, I would at least check it out. Yeah, I wouldn't be like, your mother and I are talking. I mean, I will do that for some things. Like, I, I might be irritated that I was being interrupted or whatever, but I would. That's not the kind of thing where you you don't believe somebody. As far as unlocks the door to keep the Rottweiler from entering, then calls for Alia, who enter, who runs into the living room and blasts the Rottweiler with a shotgun. However, this fails to kill it, and it manages to destroy the shotgun when Dante tries to shoot it. He just sucks. <laughs> the Rottweiler like, chomping on the is it? Does it have like jaws of steel? Just, I like, mean, chews through probably, the shotgun? but it's probably one of those things in movies and games where like you have gun enter melee range. It'll be more effective that way. Yeah, like it is a dog. It cannot shoot you back. <laughs> I mean, I mean, my heavily laser gun. I don't know. It's a robot dog. Yeah, no, it would be nice if it did. If it like one of its eyes like shot out a little. The Rottweiler chases the trio through the house, and despite Dante's efforts to distract the dog, it chases down and kills Alia when she locks Esperanza in a food storage cellar in the yard. Dante takes the terrified girl out of the cellar, but then the Rottweiler comes oh, after good. them. Oh, good. I was about to say we're not going to leave this kid in the food cellar. No, instead are we? we're going to take her with the guy. He's the dog robot I was trying to murder. I that I'd rather. I hate the idea, though, of being, like, just trapped and, like, dying, you know, somebody dying and thinking that... Eh, there's food down there. She'll live for a eventually, while. Eventually, yeah. In her own filth and feces while nobody comes to find her. Yeah. And then she dies in the dark alone. Everyone dies eventually, bud. Yes. There's <laughs> better and worse deaths, though. However, Dante managed to trap it in the cellar, but the dog managed to escape. It's a fun narrative cul-de-sac we went down just then. The two then sneak aboard the semi-trailer of a truck, but the dog pursues them, eventually landing on top of it. How fast is this dog? It's awesome. Uh, you think yeah. it's like Million Dollar Man running, where it's just like close up with the dog, and it's just like sped up? <laughs> Maybe. I mean, it wouldn't be difficult. Dogs run pretty fast. Yeah. Right? And if they're, is, yeah. they're on a semi-trailer, but there might be like traffic yeah, or whatever, fair. and you could always cut to, because you, know, you can have multiple cuts to the dog you can just cut to the dog running full tilt mm -hmm. you know kind of like the um the terminator 2 scene where they just like literally had him run as fast as he could yeah. after that motorcycle and it's like oh yeah that's people can actually move pretty fast and a moped isn't that fast so so yeah uh did you watch the uh, this is this is a tangent that you can feel free to cut later uh did you watch the um tim burton plan of the eights movie I have seen pieces of it. Okay, so at the end, there's this big final battle, and they had the apes running on all fours. But they wanted okay. to be very fast. So what they did is they took a tarp, hooked it behind a truck, and had them run on the tarp while the truck was driving forward to make them move fast without having to speed up the footage. So from, like, ground level, it just looked like they are bolting across the field really fast. Okay. Yeah, that looked cool. That's neat. That's, I like that kind of practical thing. I think they did a lot of... There's another movie they did that with, too. Oh, they did that with um, Black Panther. Did they? Uh, not Black pa Is it Black Panther? No, Winter Soldier. Um, Captain America the Winter Soldier, when the Black Panther is, like, chasing down the, like, after the cars, everybody's, mm -hmm. like, running in the traffic. That's all practical, and the way they're doing that is partly by, like, having a, a, a long, long tarp being pulled along alongside the cars and the stunt performers running on the tarp past, like, to jump onto the cars and stuff. Awesome. So... 
I guess that's just a trick they do, or it's like we want people to run fast. Turns out you don't need throw green a tarp screen on for the everything. <laughs> so, anyways, dog lands on truck. The noise attracts the attention of one of the drivers, and she is killed when she goes to inspect it. Realizing the danger Esperanza is in as long as he is with her, Dante flees the semi-trailer with the rattle iron tow, and the scared but safe Esperanza is found by the other driver. He's probably very confused. As he reaches Porto Angel and cannot find her at the brothel, he finally remembers that Ola got killed when Kufard let his dog loose on her, which led Dante to beat the dog to near death with a pipe, who was then turned into a cyborg. Which might explain why the dog is so single-minded about half chasing this guy. The Wait, who's turned into a cyborg? The dog. So this is like the final flashback, because apparently we've had flashbacks all movie, figuring out like what exactly happened when he got oh, captured. Oh, okay. I was looking it up. I was trying to see if we could watch this movie on Tubi. So, we cannot. There's another movie made in 2016 we could watch. Cuffard let the dog loose, killed the guy's girlfriend. Main character Dante then took a lead pipe, beat the dog near to death. I got that. I got that. Okay. And then the dog I'm, turned I'm tracking over. Yeah. I'm sorry. I get easily distracted. I apologize. I mean, there was a lot and we had a few tangents. Yeah. We talked about running. Dante kills Cuffard as the Rottweiler catches up with him, and they fight to the death among the burning remains of Cuffard's helicopter, which he apparently had. The morning after, firemen find the skeletons of Dante, Ula, and the Rottweiler on the beach. Oh, you know, to the death doesn't necessarily mean both of them have to die. Did Cufford bring the girlfriend's dead body to be like, you fool, she's been dead the whole time. Otherwise, where did her skeleton come from? I don't know. Did he not make it to her? She was dead already, like, before he left the prison. Before the dog was a cyborg. Why was he going to rescue her then? Because he forgot, apparently. Because like, he's been having flashbacks this whole time. Oh, so it's like, like he's like just a, now remembered that he, she's the girl he's been trying to go, get to has been dead from since before he got out of the prison. So he just got to her corpse or something, I guess. And that's why he remembered. Oh no! Oh yeah, you're dead. She's she's. I've gotten two other women killed for no reason, and traumatized a little girl for no reason, and re-killed this dog, admittedly partially for survival. But then I died. <laughs> It's not his fault. He didn't know. Cut the cut the guy some slack. No. Yeah, that's it for uh, Rottweiler, Rottweiler from two thousand and four. That was weird. Yeah. Um, I kind of wanted him to do more with the robot dog concept. Yeah. I mean, maybe they do in the movie, but it doesn't. Like, hopefully, he like loses bits of like dog throughout and becomes more and more robot. Yes. I guess my point is it doesn't really seem like he does much that a regular dog couldn't do. Yeah, you could just have him be like a hyped up super dog to chase after things. Like he does kill a shotgun. But yes. a Rottweiler can chew a bumper off a car, so Yeah, I I the scene with the shotgun could have played out the same with just a regular dog where I mean, he, he just does, like he jumps at him and he's like, Ah He does, the dog does get shot once. Okay. By the shotgun. That probably, like, exposes some robot bits and, like, all you yeah, is just, like, I was never prepared for this. <laughs> I just want him to, I don't know, like, have a missile to shoot at them <laughs> or, um... What's that movie where the dog who turns into a uh, motorcycle? A dog turns into a the, motorcycle? Like, a robot dog who turns into a motorcycle that's, like, best friends with a teen? Karate Robo Zaborgar? No. <laughs> it's not a robot dog. Um... I feel like I know what you're talking about. I feel about. like we talked about the movie before. I don't know what we're talking about. Uh, yeah, anyways, there's a movie where it's like a 
military experiment to make a sentient robot dog, and he like bonds with this teenager, and he can also just turn into a like motorcycle from right on. Why don't I know this movie? I don't know, man. I'm searching motorcycle turns into dog movie. The Shaggy Dog. <laughs> put put robot dog maybe. Into robot dog. Yeah. Axel. There it is. Oh, I saw this part of this movie. Yeah. Why wasn't this movie better? <laughs> Brantley said to Godzilla vs. Kong? Yeah. It's like it's the same thing with like uh monster trucks. Which was like a cool concept and it has some good stuff in it, but it's like why wasn't this better? That seems it has the same like weird like was this made by the same people that made Monster Trucks? I don't know who made either of those movies. It has that weird feel. Same weird feel of like the uh, mildly attractive 20-something playing a teenager. Uh, Every movie from the 80s. That wasn't an action movie. Anyway, <laughs> I think that's all we have time for today. Thanks for listening, guys. Appreciate it. If you enjoy this, uh, tell your friends that we have episodes that come out like <laughs> once every six months. And uh, we'll see you next time. Bye, guys. Bye.